Welcome to the What If Video Podcast, episode four. Today, we are joined by one of my best friends, and her name is Amy Hubble, and she is just the epitome of joy. But today, we're going to talk about a harder season in her life. It was a 10-year season of infertility. I'm so excited that she is willing to share this story with us, and this conversation is so beautiful, and the miracles that the Lord did in her life, I just know that they're going to encourage you. So here's my conversation with Amy Hubble. Thank you so much for coming and being willing to share your story. Thanks I know for we have uh, lots of fun times together in the past, but um, so today we're talking about infertility. And I know this is something that you have had a really long journey with. Um, I've had a journey different than yours, um, definitely not as long as yours, but I just appreciate you being willing to share and encourage women that might be walking through this season because yeah. it's hard. It is. Will you share some of your story? Yeah. So, um, Danny and I got married super young. We were 19 and 20 and, mm-hmm. um, I would have like said, I do. And then said, okay, we got to go to the hospital. Let's have a baby. <laughs> but you know, that's not right. The way you do it. <laughs> um, so Danny had like, okay, we need to be married a year and then we're going to have our first house before we right. start trying Like the provider. Yeah. He was yes. like, we've got to yeah. have these steps right. in place. Right. And so, um, a year later, we moved into our first house and celebrated our first anniversary. And I was like, all right, it's go time. Let's have this baby. <laughs> Happy anniversary. And um, it just didn't happen right away. Right. And like, we just tried, no big deal. I just never really thought about it within that year. Um, and then I went to the doctor um, to have like just a yearly. And I was like, you know what? We've been trying and it's mm-hmm. just not happening. Mm-hmm. And he's, he asked me how long we had tried. And I said, um, about a year and he's I think if I would have said anything other than that he probably would have been like well keep trying and then come right especially because you were young still right so yeah um but that wasn't the case he was like all right well let's just start some testing and so we did um like a year of testing with him just my regular OB Mm -hmm. and then um probably about a year to the day that we had began with him he brought us in his office and was like hey this is where I have to stop because I don't think I can do anything else wow. for you. And um, so he suggested that we go to the fertility clinic in Nashville. And um, I think it was that moment that I was like, oh my word, there's something wrong. Right. Like up until that point, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was right. just going to happen, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so we went and did a couple rounds of IUI. And I remember the doctor saying like, um, third time is typically what happens. Like after the third time, that's wow. the magic, you know, like, so we did two rounds and then Danny was like, I think we need a break. And, um, I kind of agreed with him because I was emotional every month right. that it didn't happen. Right. Um, but then he said, I, I, d- I don't know how long we need a break for. I was thinking a month, right. but, um, a month turned into longer than that. And I think at that moment, um, looking back, I see it, but in the moment I didn't see it, that resentment set in, um, for me to him. Mm -hmm. And, um, then we went years, uh, without going back to Mm -hmm. the doctors. Um, it, life just happened. Right. And then, um, ended up being a total of seven years. And, um, I remember going, 
shopping on a Black Friday with my cousin and we ran into one of my friends and mm -hmm. like we kept running into her. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, hey, can we go to dinner tonight? So we went to dinner that night and um, we had a great meal and great conversation. And then at the end of the dinner, she puts her hand up like this and was gonna oh, tell me something. I was thinking she was gonna tell me um, that she was having an affair with my husband. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your friend? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's just well, I'm glad she didn't you know. do that. Yeah. No, she told me that she was pregnant. And I thought oh. at that moment, oh no, I've become this person that I didn't wanna be. Right. I've become this person that nobody wants to tell their good news to. Right. Yeah. And I went home that night and um, Danny was at the hunting land. And so I was home by myself and I didn't know Jesus before this moment. People mm -hmm. had told me that um, during this seven year time, mm -hmm. like just put it in God's hands, just give right. it to Jesus. And as a non-believer, right. I, I don't see Jesus' right. hands and right. I don't know how to physically right. take this out and hand it to right. him. Um, and so that, uh, that night I just cried out to him and I said, I can't do this anymore. I need you to take this from me. I, um, I can't, I just can't do it. I wanna be myself again. I don't wanna be this depressed person that nobody wants to tell their good news right, to. Right. And so then I uh, fell asleep and yeah. <laughs> and he took, so, okay, so how did yeah. you, do you think it's like the seeds that maybe people planted that even made you realize like to call out to him or like being a non-believer, I guess. Right. My question, like, how did you know to do that? Or was it just like your last ditch effort, basically? I think it was my last yeah. ditch effort. Okay. Um, I had grown up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Me too. But we didn't <laughs> right. go to church. It's different. We, we weren't practicing. Right. Um, Danny grew up Catholic as well, but he was an altar boy and went to church mm -hmm. every Sunday growing up. Um, for me, I, I had friends that went to church. And so if I spent the night with them, I would go, sure. um, but I didn't know God. And so I think these people saying this in that, you know, it may have planted a seed here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was angry at God too. Like, sure. I didn't know him, but right. I was angry at right. him thinking that he was punishing me for something. Right. Um, and so I think it was, it was truly a last ditch effort. Like I've just got to, I got to yell and scream and yes. I did and yeah. like, you know, and cried. And, right. and so. I love you put in here, like God can handle that. Yeah. He can handle our anger and he can handle our stress. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the verses that we had talked about in here is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says like, I held so tightly to that verse for so many years. Like for, I know the plans I have for your life, yeah. plans to prosper you. Well, his plans might look different than mine. Yes. And that's not when I was reciting that verse, like to myself, I'm like, God knows it's, God has plans for me that are prospering me and to give me yeah. hope and a future and a baby. And it doesn't say that, Yeah, you know, and it doesn't say a husband and it doesn't right. say money. It doesn't say any of that. Yeah. And I think for me, the really hard part was getting to the point where it's like, okay, well, his plans aren't the same for me as they are for her. Yeah. And just knowing that like my story is not her story. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for it but having like come to terms, like, okay, stop comparing yourself to her. Like, I love what you put in here. Like you're not alone and you're not being punished. Yeah. Literally, like when you sent this to me and you, I read that, that's your first line. I started crying because that's exactly how I felt also. Mm -hmm. Like, and I did know God. Yeah. Like I, I also grew up Catholic. I started going to a Baptist church when I was 18. So I got saved at a um, September 11th, 
like rally, pray for, like the, I think it was the year after. Yeah. So I got saved at that service. So I did have a relationship, which I, th I don't know if it made it harder or easier for me because like, like you're saying, like you were angry at God. And I also, like I was angry yeah. at God because I saw him doing these things for others that he wasn't doing for me, mm -hmm. you know, and I experienced this in waiting to get married. You know, yeah. you got married when you were 19. Yeah. I, got no, I was 20. He was 19. Okay. So <laughs> I got married when I was 32. Yeah. So, so much like anger. And I, I, me and my friend Jenny used to joke that we were going out husband hunting <laughs> because <laughs> we were like these two older single girls that like just couldn't like find our husband. Where, where did you go? So where like, is the waiting period, the waiting yeah. for the husband, the waiting for the baby. It's like, yeah you know, where is God in those moments of waiting? Yeah. And it's, it's, if we're so focused on what we're waiting for, like you said in here, you said it's easy to live in our sadness, but if you stay there, you might miss something greater. Mm -hmm. And I did that. Like yeah. I, yours, you, you didn't. Uh, no, I did. Okay. There was, there were moments when I remember, I, I think it's hard in those moments mm -hmm. to not wait, like life happened. Seven right. years of life happened. Right. There was a moment when Danny's two sisters, um, so I knew from the get-go that we were supposed to have kids. Like mm -hmm. I'm a baby of four, he's the oldest of four. It's meant to be, we're supposed to have four kids. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, but so he has two sisters that are a little bit younger than him. And during that time, like we had just moved into a new house and they both had one-year-old sons. Mm -hmm. They weren't married mm -hmm. and I was angry that why would he right. give them kids and not me? We have a stable home, right. and, you, you know, all right those way. things. Yeah. But he used us at the time. I didn't see it. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, now looking back, I'm so, I'm grateful for these mm -hmm. seven years. I'm thankful that he gave us that time because there was a moment when they both had one-year-old sons and they both moved into our house because they had nowhere else right. to go. So we would, they would stay at home during the day while we worked and then we would take them, we got them set up with jobs. Wow. Still, we did, at this time, we still didn't know right. Jesus. Like we're just living Being our, good people. Yeah. yeah. Um, we took them to work mm -hmm. in the evenings and then kept the boys at night and then would go pick them up. And then eventually we would buy, we ended up buying them each a car, like just a starter car because I was tired of driving them to work. <laughs> You're a huge blessing. Yeah. Though. So, but looking back, we set them up on a path for their future. Like right. they both, um, like they come to us instead of their parents mm -hmm. for things because we were there for them in their right. biggest moments. Yeah. And had we had kids, that we wouldn't have, have happened. To. Right. Yeah. Right. Did you ever think in the midst of this journey that you would sit here today on the other side of it and say that you were grateful? Absolutely not. Right? Yeah. Isn't it incredible how God, like it, his timing, it's so hard. Like that's one of the things that's so hard to hear when you're in the midst or yeah. in the middle. Yeah. His timing's perfect. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> but to, <laughs> right I mean, now. to kind of finish my story a little bit, um, I know there's more oh, yeah, of it, yeah. but, um, so the night that I prayed, mm -hmm. I had no idea, but I was already pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
And here I am crying out to him. And then two weeks later we find out, but I was already pregnant. Wow. And he, it was one of those moments where it could have gone either way. Yeah. And I've always had this feeling like it's because I cried out that he let Mm -hmm. Derek stay. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yes. So I think I remember you telling me that before, but I don't, so it's really funny because we're similar in that way. Yeah. There was, so Bobby and I had, we had been, we'd been married five years before we had Charlie, which was just yeah. this past December and I was 37. So, you know, there's a lot of fear that came with that too. Right. Like thinking like, okay, this is like advanced maternal age. Like yeah. you're all of these things now yeah. and you're not yeah. healthy enough to have a baby. So right. they make you feel. So that's what yes. like the terms like, make you feel. Scaring and I, yeah. I was terrified. Um, but during COVID, when we had like some work from home time, I would go in the afternoon cause I didn't have a commute anymore. So mm-hmm. I would take that time and I would go and run or walk on the greenway um, close to our house. And I was walking um, one afternoon and I was listening to like the worship now playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And the song I'd never heard came on. It was called Rita, it's Rita Springer. Um, do you know Rita Springer? Mm-hmm. Okay, you should listen to her, I love her. <laughs> So it was called Midnight. Mm -hmm. And basically the song says like, I won't wait for sunrise. I will praise you in the midnight. And yeah, I lost it on the greenway. Like people, I don't know what they thought. I didn't care, you know, like normally I really do care. Like we're doing another show on people pleasing because that's a problem I have. (laughs) But in this moment, like, God, I won't wait for sunrise. I'll praise you in the midnight. And in that moment, like I, bald and I'm like, I'm so sorry, God. Like, I am waiting for sunrise. I am waiting for you to tell me that there is a baby. I'm waiting for that positive pregnancy test to praise you and to give you glory for this and to be excited. And so I made a decision. This was right coming up to our five-year anniversary. So I made a decision that day, walked up the greenway, listening to the song, walked back the greenway, making this decision and just basically saying over and over, like, I'm not going to wait anymore. God, you're good. You have a plan for me. It's not the plan that I thought. I didn't think I'd get married at 32 either though. You know, I was going to get married at 27, have a baby by 32. So that was my plan. But I decided in that moment that God, I'm going to praise you now in this moment. So we had our anniversary a couple days later, the day after that, I found out. So for me also, mm-hmm. like as I was, and I'm not saying like for somebody that's struggling, like, hey, cry out to God and there's a magical baby right. is gonna pop in your belly. Like it's a coincidence mm-hmm. that that happened to both of us. But I do think there is really something about giving it to the Lord yeah, and just saying, okay, God, because living in that, like you said you had resentment like towards Danny and I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's every month it's like, okay, like, why aren't you on the same page as me? Why, what is it? And, and I remember we went through a period um, where our friends, oh, so I'm, a, I'm older than Bobby. So most of my friends have kids that are in middle school. So, <laughs> so his friends started having babies at, at this point. And then there was a time when I felt like he was more on board because his friends were, and that also hurt. So I think like communicating through it is super important because the resentment that you can feel towards each other, the bitterness that you can feel, and then you want to have a baby, but to do that, you've got to do the other thing. And if you're mad at that person, you don't want, you know what I mean? There's yep. so many things. And like, I, I feel like something else I read in here, what you were talking about is like sharing your story, mm-hmm. you know, encouraging people and 
you might not be as alone as you feel. Yeah. You know, and your story really can be that catalyst for somebody else to give them the hope that they need. Yeah. You know? So were there times, like, do you have examples or the times when you did share your story or is there anybody like, like specific? Yeah. Um, there were several people once. So once we got pregnant, um, we ended up finding a, a church. We, mm-hmm. I, I said, okay, God gave us this miracle. We have to. Right. And so, um, we, we found people mm-hmm. and just started doing life with them. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you speak your story mm-hmm. that, God uses it to find people that need it. Mm, And so there were several people that um, I had no idea that they were in the midst of it. Right. But people that had heard my story told them, hey, you need to go talk to Amy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that led to conversations and led to me being able to use what God gave me to to talk to other people. Right. Also in the midst of it, um, this was before Facebook was (laughs) That makes me feel really old. Um, But um, I found uh, like a forum online uh, of people. Yeah. A forum of people. That's what it was because I think it was a Yahoo something or another. A Yahoo group. Yeah, Yeah. that's funny. Um, But I found people and there was a a girl that she and I connected and Mm -hmm. they even came down. They lived in Iowa and they came down. Oh, wow. And we hung out with them. Danny and her husband got really close and became friends. They're still friends. Wow. Like they text all the time. And, it's incredible. Um, but then after we had Derek, we went up to see them, and they ended up having twins, like, right oh. after we had Derek. And, That's awesome. Um, and we still are connected. Yeah. So, From a Yahoo yeah. forum. Yeah. Who would have thought? Because we shared our stories. Right. Because we right. were... Right. We needed people. Right. Because I... Through those seven years, I didn't know anybody close to me that had even went through anything. Mm-hmm. And if I did, they weren't talking. Right, right. They were quiet. Yeah. So, so it's helpful. Yeah. I think for me, I wasn't pregnant when I started sharing my story. And mine was more along the lines of, I'm really afraid because I'm this age and I don't have a baby and we're not pregnant. Yeah. And the more and more, like you shared to encourage people, I shared just because people asked, and we can talk about that in a minute. <laughs> like, hey, when are you having a baby? <laughs> Super helpful. Um, so I, I would just kind of not really go into a lot of detail because it was, yeah. you know, it's hard. It's, it's painful to talk yes. about. It really is. Yeah. So um, the more that I would say th- things like that, like, you know, I don't, we might end up adopting because, you know, I'm already 35 or I'm already 36 or right. whatever age I got to be, you know, and the more times... I did that the more often than not. This could be in Publix, at church. People would say, I was 41 before I had my first mm-hmm. baby and I was fine. I didn't go to a high risk doctor or my friend was this or my mom had me when mm-hmm. she was this. And my, it blew my mind because yeah. all I had heard up to there was once you're 35, it's downhill from here. Yeah. Like, dun, dun, dun. sorry, you're high yeah. risk and something's probably going to be wrong with you or your baby. Right. Like, that's what it, yes. advanced maternal age. Who picked that? I'm- it's awful. Because I was 37 when I had right, Finley, my right. third. Yep. And so... Um, we were sharing an office when I you told me about always, that. Always, like, that's what they kept saying. And finally, I looked at my doctor and I said, I already know I'm old. You don't have to rub it in. <laughs> no, like, it's crazy. <laughs> or geriatric. Yeah, kind of, yes, that was the word. worst. <laughs> so like, what is that? That makes me think terms. of dentures. Like, yeah. I, stop. <laughs> so, okay, so speaking of, like, why are we using these terms? <laughs> 
we know that it's hard when people say, hey, when are you having a baby? Because you don't know somebody's story. Yeah. So what are some things that, is there anything that people said that was helpful for you or like besides, hey, when are you having a baby? Like, what could we, what could we encourage people like to I, say? Honestly, I don't think anyone ever said anything encouraging. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Just um, say nothing. Don't yes, ask. Right. Because no. you don't know the story. I, I feel like just being able to listen and it not yeah. just being a short. So when are y'all going to have a baby? I mean, I, I get that that's just I know. kind of a right. opening question to conversation. Right. But to some people, that's a very painful right. question. I mean, we had Danny has an uncle that asked me that he knew we were going through mm. what we were going through. That's hard. So I said, when one pops out. Right. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> but I, I think since then I've learned like to just kind of be there to listen. Like, mm -hmm. um, I'm so sorry that you're not having a right. baby right now. Right. Like, what can I do right. to be there for you? Right. Um, and I don't even ask those questions. Like, I think okay. because I've been in this yes. position, yes. I would never ask somebody. Right. So when are y'all going to have a baby? Right. right. Or even now, like, cause I got married late. When are you guys getting married? Yeah. Like, there's not a timeline, yeah. you know, it, it, God's plan is different for all of us. And I walked through that. And so did you. And, yeah. um, so what advice do you have for the woman walking through infertility right now? A, when people do ask that, like how, what, what did you do? Like the times when people would ask, Hey, when are you having a baby? When you're hurting inside, but trying to like fake smile and nod and right. laugh, you know, like, I think that's the biggest thing it, I learned how to be fake during yeah. that time. And being fake isn't always a bad thing. It's okay to fake a smile right. and just say, I'm not sure. Or yeah. hopefully one day. Right. Um, right. You don't, uh, it's, it's a lot nicer if you're not mean. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but then like, maybe I feel like for me, like you were saying, you know, your friend told you that they were pregnant and I got to be that person too. We were yeah. actually on our way to life group. Um, I was sitting in the parking lot here cause our life groups across the street. And one of my best friends met me here and she came walking to my car, like her beautiful hair, just bouncing. Like she was so excited. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what in the world? And she sat down and she told me that she was pregnant and so excited. And she's a lot younger than I am. Mm -hmm. So, um, we drove to life group and then we drove home. I, when she got out of my car, I had to pull over on the side of the road because I could not uncontrollably stopped crying. Yeah. Like I was so happy for her, but so disappointed and angry for, for me mm -hmm. and to go to baby showers. And here's this present that I want to buy for my baby so badly, but I'm going to give it to you again because yeah. it's still not my turn. You know, like, yeah, man, that's, those are such hard seasons. And something that like, like you were saying, like giving it to God, like, even though we can't physically like put something in his hands, like we know that he is constantly with us. He is mm -hmm. constantly our friend. He is constantly our helper. Like I, our best friends got pregnant and that they didn't even want a baby. So mm -hmm. that was even harder for me. I yeah. was like, okay, God, now I'm like very angry, but I really processed that. Like I, I stepped back and took the time to like actually process that through with him and I feel like this was a breaking point and a turning point for me. I went, there was this stuffed animal. Are they called loveys? The mm -hmm. head? Okay. Yeah. So there was this lovey 
And I wanted to buy it for my baby so bad, the baby that was not existing, right? And I, so I never bought it for anybody else. It was always at Target and it was never the gift that I chose. Mm -hmm. But I went and I picked up that little lovey and I brought it to them. And there was such freedom. I don't know nothing about the little lovey. Like I could go buy another one when we had a baby. Right. You know what I mean? It was just, but yeah. there was just something about that moment for me and God where I actually just released it to him. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, God? I ha if I believe some of this, I have to believe all of this. Right. Like I don't get to pick what I believe. Right. And if I believe that you died on the cross for me, that I am saved through your grace, through your mercy, like I also have to believe that you have good plans for my life. Right. As hard as it is. Yeah. You know? I think too, if you have a friend that's going through that, mm -hmm. it's okay to give them a pass to not come to your baby showers. Absolutely. Um, yes. Because it is, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. As much as we love these people, mm -hmm. it, it's hard to be there for them. It is so hard. And you want to. Yeah. You want to. Yes. Well, is there anything else last that you want to share or leave as encouragement to somebody that might be struggling with this that you could think of? Everything that you just said, because it was yeah. encouraging. I think, I think something that we had talked about already, but for me, like what you said, knowing God instantly didn't fix things, but it helped yeah. you to cope with it. You know what I mean? And also just to think of something that has stuck with me for so long is my journey is not her story. Mm -hmm. My story is not her story. My yeah. story is not her story. And I've had to repeat that to myself. And uh, infertility doesn't, I mean, it, it changes you. Mm -hmm. It changes the person that you are. It, right. uh, it made me depressed and angry. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that because I thought I put on a great front in right. front of people, but the people that knew me the best right. would, would say to me, you're not being Amy, Amy. you know? And <laughs> um, so I thought that once I found Jesus and got pregnant, that that would go away, mm -hmm. but it didn't. I mean, mm -hmm. the problems in life still hit and right. I still had to go through things. Mm -hmm. um, and, but God was, God was always there. Mm -hmm. He was, he was there in the middle of our seven years. Right. And it, it's crazy because that was, 12 years ago, Derek's wow. fixing to be 12, like that, that ended for me. Right. Um, but it's still like, it's so like the feelings mm -hmm. never change. They never right. went away. They're still there. Right. Like I still feel them just as strongly as I did then. Right. So but he was there in the midst of it. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming and sharing. I really me. appreciate it. I know it'll encourage a lot of women. We would love to connect with you. Follow us on social media at What If Video Podcast or check out our website by visiting ashleylmcclain.com. You can see what's coming up on What If, submit your What If questions, read Ashley's blog, and so much more. We can't wait to connect with you. You are not alone and you are not being punished. Those words just cut my heart and made me cry because, like I said in the show, I felt exactly that way, watching all of these people with their babies and just yearning for that. But look what the Lord did. Look at Amy's story of 10 years and what an incredible miracle. Now she has three little miracles. I do want to encourage you, and I don't have a lot of time at the end of this show. I wish I had more, but I want to encourage you to come back in a couple weeks. We're going to meet my other friend, Christy. Her and her husband had a different outcome to their infertility journey. 
and they have the coolest most fun marriage that I have ever seen. So I asked Christy to come on and share the other side of what infertility looks like if maybe the Lord didn't answer your prayer the way that you wanted him to. So I hope that this show encouraged you today. I hope that you have more hope than before you got here. And I hope again that you'll join us on the What If video podcast.